So thanks everybody for taking a break from your work and your busy schedule to come talk about work. Really appreciate it, really do. Um, so I, I had this person who, who decided to tell me his lifelong business plan. This was years in advance. He wasn't really doing anything at the time, but he decided, Matt, I know what I'm gonna do. I know how I'm gonna make money. I know wh how I'm gonna live. And here's what he hit me with. He said, I'm gonna first, <laughs> I love this is step one. He said, first, I'm gonna get to a point where I can have a passive income. In other words, he was gonna make so much money that he was just gonna live off that money. And then I'm gonna go live on a boat. So that was like, that was his business plan. That was his financial plan was just to make a whole bunch of money and then, and then not work and go live on a boat. And uh, there's a lot of things wrong with this, okay, right? So it's, it sounds good. If you could do that, that sounds nice. Uh, forever vacation. Um, but th there is a part missing. And, and the part is where he does something to make the money. Like, he never, he never included how he was going to get this passive income. It was just, I'm going to get the passive income, step one. Step two, live on a boat. That was the plan. Um, the part where he works was missing. And uh, so he, he wanted to reap the reward um, without ever having to do the work. And um, his work plan, you know, not to work. Uh, the problem, <laughs> again, a lot of problems, but a major problem is if your plan is to, to make a bunch of money so you don't have to work, I can almost guarantee you don't have the work ethic to get to that point. Um, and, and if you do have the work ethic to get to that point, I don't think once you get to that point that you're just going to go live on a boat for the rest of your life. Uh, and, and that's what I want to talk about today is just the importance of work, the importance of making a fair living. And before we go any further, I do want to say that I'm not speaking down on people like stay-at-home moms, dads, people that legitimately can't get work. I'm, I'm not trying to speak down on, on anything like that. I think stay-at-home moms and dads are probably, they probably work harder than I do. They, they do. They work much harder than I do. I can guarantee that. Um, so I don't want you to, to misunderstand uh, what I'm trying to say. Um, before we jump into scripture, let's pray. Dear God, thanks for today, for every day that you give us. Thanks for having a place like this that we can come May we worship you, may we grow together, may we love you, may we love each other, and just let us learn more about you. Let us learn about wisdom. Give us wisdom, help me speak what you want said, and help everyone to hear what you want heard. Let us get out of the way as you work. Amen. Um, so today I just want to cover a few things uh, and we're just going to jump right into Proverbs 11.26. Um, we're just going to get right to it. It says, The people curse him who holds back grain, but a blessing is on the head of him who sells it. And that might seem like a weird place to start, but uh, the reason I wanted to start there is to really show the value of fair work, of fair business. Uh, because as Christians... Um, everything that we do, every job that we have needs to be a ministry, 
Like it's more than just a job. It's also a ministry, no matter what that is. And I think that a lot of times we think, oh, a ministry has to be 100% charitable, has to be giving things away, has to be um, not, you know, making an income, not selling things, but being charitable, giving it away. And that's, that's absolutely not what we see here. I know this is something I struggle with. Uh, I do freelance videography, and I always have a hard time um, giving a fair estimate because I don't want to rip them off. You know, instead, I, I prefer myself to get ripped off. And that's not, I don't think that's what we're called to do. I don't think that's what we see here. I don't think the right thing is to rip them off or rip ourselves off, but instead to give a fair price. Look at what the verse says. It doesn't say blessings on those that give it away. It, it doesn't say that they hate the person that keeps it to themselves, but they love the person that freely gives, that gives it away. No, it says blessings on him who sells it. Selling a product for a fair price is a blessing to people. More than that, it's a ministry. I love this quote by Martin Luther. It's a story about Martin Luther, rather. Um, but somebody once asked Martin Luther, they said, I've become a Christian. What should I do now? Uh, Luther then asked him, well, what, what do you do? What's your job? And um, he, was a, he was a shoemaker. So Luther replied, then make a quality shoe and sell it at a fair price. And I think that's the heart of this verse. You have grain, sell it at a fair price. That's a ministry. That's a blessing. People will thank you for that. They will bless you for that. Are you a shoemaker? Make a good shoe and sell it at a fair price. Not to rip yourself off, not to rip anyone else off, but a fair exchange. Are you a photographer? Are you a videographer? Make a good product. Take a good picture and allow yourself to have a fair price. Whatever you do, do it well, and do it for a fair wage, not ripping anybody off. Looking at Proverbs 14, 23, it says, in all toil there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. All toil. In other words, all hard work brings a profit. All hard work is profitable. You can make money with all hard work. And, uh, and we have to work. We're called to work. But, but to some degree, it doesn't matter what work you do. All hard work is going to bring a profit. To some degree, it doesn't matter. But instead, it's how you do it. Not what you do, but how you do it. So we're called to work, um, but can I give you some advice? I know I said it doesn't matter what you do. Well, let me give you some advice. Actually, let's let Solomon give you some advice. Enjoy it. Enjoy your work. Enjoy what you do. Um, don't just work for money. Work for enjoyment. Ecclesiastes 2.24 says, There's nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also, I saw, is from the hand of God. 
It says, find enjoyment in your toil. Enjoy your work. Do something you enjoy. But know that really that enjoyment doesn't come from your work, doesn't come from your coworkers, but it's a gift from God. That enjoyment is a gift from God. Don't just work for your money. Work for enjoyment. Work for the gift, of, the gift from God that is enjoyment. Not just for finances. Because finances, they come and go. And if you're just working for money, you're going to find yourself really low, really dry. Work and enjoy your work. Next, um, I do want to warn you how not to work. Rather, I want the Proverbs to warn you how not to work. Um, and we'll put work in air quotes here because, uh, as we'll see, it's, it's not really work. Um, I want to look at two verses here. Uh, one that we've already looked at, 14.23. In all toil there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. And then Proverbs 12.11 Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. So in both these verses, we see how to work. We see hard work brings profit. We see working your land brings, it puts food on the table. Um, but we also see in verse 1423, mere talk tends only to poverty. So all hard work makes money, but if you're just talking about work, that causes poverty. Remember that guy I was talking about at the beginning of the story? The passive income guy? All talk, right? He wasn't doing anything to make that happen. It was all talk. He had a plan. He was talking about his plan. He had a... I don't want to say good plan, but he had a plan, but it was all talk. No action. Um, about a week later, passive income guy did come back to me with a new business plan. And he said, you know what, Matt? I'm really thinking about going back to school and becoming a medical doctor. That's a big change. But that, cha- that, that change doesn't matter because there was no action attached, no action involved. It was still all talk. He could say whatever he wanted. He could say, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a doctor. I want to live on a passive income. It's all the same because he's just talking about it. He's not working. He's not doing the steps to get to that, whatever he wanted. You can say whatever you want, but it doesn't change anything. Actually, I take that back. It does change something but it's not for the good. The change is not this increase of finances, it's poverty. That's what it changes. Don't just talk about work, actually do it. So what about the other verse? The second part says, he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. Uh, I like the way the NIV states it. Those who chase fantasies have no sense. Fantasies. What does that look like? If you think about chasing a fantasy. See, I know exactly what that looks like because I watch a show called Shark Tank. 
I don't know if anyone's ever watched that, but a lot of it are these people that have put in a lot of work to make these great products and they become millionaires. And then the other like 80% of the show are people chasing fantasies. It's not uncommon to see people on that show that, that had a bunch of money in their bank account drained it all for a product that never, that never took off. See people empty their kids' college funds because they're trying to make a better life. You know what sounds like a better life? Having a college fund. See uh, people raise money from their friends and family, tons of money from their friends and family. We'll say raise because it's really more like taking because they're not giving anything in return. We see people quit their successful jobs to, to run themselves into the ground chasing a fantasy. And I think if you hear that all hard work makes profit, it'd be easy to assume if I just try enough, if I just invest enough money, if I raise enough money, eventually it's going to turn into a profit. That's not the case if you're just chasing fantasies. That's not the case if what you're investing in, what you're working on is just a worthless pursuit. Don't just talk about work. Don't just chase worthless pursuits, fantasies, wasting and throwing away your time and energy and money. Instead, work and make money. It's okay to make money. In fact, it's good. We need to make money. But, but don't, don't just make money. Enjoy your work. And I also... Don't, don't want you to misunderstand that um, I'm not saying that starting a business, making a product is wrong, but when it's a fantasy, it is not wise and will, will lead to poverty. Um, lastly, I want to warn you uh, that even though it's, it's okay to make money, it's good to make money, don't find your trust in money. Proverbs eleven twenty eight says, Whoever trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. What do you trust in? You find yourself trusting in money? Is it okay to work and make money? Yes, that's wise. It's the right thing to do to provide. Is it okay to put your trust in money? No. If your money is your stronghold, if your money is your rock, let me tell you something, it's a very, very small rock. And uh, it might hold you for a second. You might hold on to that, that rock, onto that, that money and think, this is my security, this is what I trust in, this is what's going to protect me from disaster. It's not going to hold. That rock's going to roll away. It might hold you for a moment, but it will be blown away. You'll be disappointed, and you will certainly fall. The cash might look super secure. If that's all you have, don't trust it. You're going to fall. A lot of times, um, if anyone's ever climbed, um, a lot of times... You can be climbing, even, even in indoor rock walls, you can be climbing, 
and then go and, and grab onto a hold that looks really secure, a rock that looks really secure, and you go and you put your weight on it, and it rips right off the wall. It rips right off the rock. It breaks and it falls down. That's money. It looks really secure, but as soon as you go to put weight on it, it's going to fall. If that's all you have, you're going to fall. You need God. That's the other side of it. That's the other side of this verse. Whoever trusts and his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. You need God. Do you want to fall or do you want to flourish? Um, Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8 says it like this. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. What do we see here? Blessed is the man who trusts in what? In money? No. But in the Lord. He's like a tree. They describe it like a tree, like a plant. A tree planted by, by, the, by the river, by water, that even when rain doesn't come, it can absorb its water through the source, through the, through the water, through the river. Even when the sun comes and beats down on it, it doesn't die, but its leaves remain green. When the heat comes and pounds down on you, if you're holding on to money, you're going to fall. If you're holding on to the Lord, your roots will have grown towards the source, towards the river. The Lord keeps you. And when the rain doesn't come, when there's a drought in your life, you're connected to the stream. You don't need to be anxious when troubled times come. One, enjoy your work. Two, make money. But don't put your trust in that money. Trust in the Lord. In a second, we'll pray. Um, got, got some discussion for you. Uh, the discussion question is, how can you be wise with your finances without putting your trust in it? And um, the other question is, I'd love for you guys to, to think of somebody, name somebody that you're going to invite to the summer party in two weeks, whoop, whoop, uh, somebody that needs to be here. I'd love for you to name that person and invite them uh, even before you leave today. Uh, and then uh, the challenge is to pray to enjoy your work. Even if you're in a, a workplace that is miserable, that you hate, remember that enjoyment doesn't come from the workplace, but it comes from the hand of God. It's a gift. Ask for that gift. See if it doesn't change things. Even if you enjoy your work, just pray that you enjoy it more. Pray for more of that gift from God. And then, uh, as always, we can pray for each other in groups of three or four. Uh, so let's go ahead and pray. Dear God, thank you so, so much for your word. Thank you for the Proverbs of Solomon and just um, his heart to, to give us wisdom. Um, 
I pray that we learn from that and we understand and that we can grow, that we can grow towards you, that we can apply our wisdom in a godly way um, and, and really honor you with what we're learning. Uh, thank you for work. Thanks for jobs um, that many of us are so blessed to have. I pray for those that um, aren't fortunate enough to, to have one. I pray that you would, you would make a way uh, to get them a job. Um, and, and for them and for the people that have a job, I pray that we don't just go to work, make money, and come home. But I pray that you give us your gift, the gift of enjoyment, the gift of joy, that we would enjoy what we do, enjoy the people we're around, and, and make it so much more than about making money. And uh, I pray that we don't trust that money because it's just, a, it's just a rock about ready to fall off of the cliff. Instead, help us to put our trust in you and what's everlasting and what's never changed and is never going to. Help us to be trees planted by the water so that even when things happen, when the sun beats down on us or there's a drought, we're covered and we flourish and we remain green. Be with us. Give us wisdom. Thank you. Amen.